there's not a whole lot in there. You dig deep. It's all about the initial. It's, it's judging a book by its cover because it has no pages. Speaking of which, here's our next uh, headline tonight. Don't cook chicken in NyQuil, FDA warns after TikTok challenge. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Meatball Wednesday. I have meatballs for dinner. Um, this is the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm one of the hosts here. And we got Joe You're one of the house. co-anchors here at the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. I'm your anchor, co-anchor, Joseph Collins, here to report the news for today at the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. Back to you, Dylan. Back to me. Special news hour with Dylan and Joe from the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast News Basement Hour. First thing we have <laughs> that's here. Right. That's right. First thing we have here um, today in the news of uh, today is November 9th, 2022, is that the Hess truck is back and it's better than ever for Christmas this year, guys. The Hess truck's here. So um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware that it was coming back this year. It has come back consistently and be sure to go to hestoytruck.com to learn more about the Hest truck and why it's back and better than ever this year. They it's always better, bring it back better than ever. Better than ever. And it's better this year because every year the Hest truck is redesigned. It goes through a three, uh, sometimes up to a three year, one time six year design process where they at Hess select wow. the best toy truck. Didn't fucking know that. Did you know that Joe? I didn't know the process was that long. I didn't either. Yeah. So it didn't say Who's that, getting like, paid to do that is my question. It, but I'm just so, here to report the news. I'm just asking questions. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. No, um, it looks like it's drawn by third graders who then submit their drawings to Hess and then they pick from that. But it turns out that there's that doesn't seem accurate. The they show a <laughs> yeah. drawing that looks like it was drawn by someone and then it turns it's just into a the rectangle truck. and they go so, we, we interpreted this to be that <laughs> so i i am assuming that those drawings are coming from the engineers at the Hess toy factory joe almost certainly and the fact that a gasoline company has a, a toy factory is very strange it's a very strange tradition they have up there and they have to have some kind i i this is my pitch of why they do this it's because they want to make advertisements it's not that they make all the money on the buying the Hess trucks they have People design it. They have people paint the Hess trucks out and they have a whole toy sale kind of thing. I'm sure they make money doing it. They don't lose money on it, but I don't think they would invest that much money into it if it wasn't a purely advertising venture. You know that uh, gasoline uh, goes for a lot of money nowadays. It's a very lucrative industry. And uh, the toy truck industry has plummeted ever since 1951. This is true. Until Tonka um, showed up with the battery power. Exactly. But they've been around, but you know. The, you know what I'm talking about, the plastic ones. And yeah. 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 The head truck's back. It's better than ever. It's folks. better than ever. And, and it makes sense if you're going to try to sell more gas. Um, the uh, Hess trucks company, use a lot of gas. They sure do, especially the 615-gallon oil delivery truck that Leon Hess bought when he was 19 years old because he couldn't afford college. And he is described as <laughs> I a, couldn't afford college, so I bought an oil truck. Bought a 615-gallon oil delivery truck and started delivering fuel to homes in New Jersey. And the yes. fact that they describe Leon, Leon Hess as a great father, family man, 
builder, visionary, entrepreneur, patriot, and leader makes oh, wow. me think that he's probably very pro Hess toy truck to get I his think, name out I there. think he certainly <laughs> he is. Like he's, certainly he's quite is. the thinker and the leader a, a quick and aside the entrepreneur that and the builder. Uh, a quick aside when it comes to the, the patriot and the hero and all that kind of shit. It reminds me of another uh, oil magnate. His name is John Paul Getty. Have you heard of this person? You've obviously seen Getty gas stations and all of this. I, I have seen Getty gas They're stations. They're less popular now. Uh, famously, uh, he's another rich oil man. I think he's from Texas, you know, the black gold and all that. Um, this is back years and years ago. Uh, but his grandson was kidnapped and ransomed to him for, uh, you know, about a million dollars or what have you. Because they know he's a multi, multi-millionaire. At the time, I mean, if you would encounter inflation, he'd be one of the richest men in the world right now. Um and when the kidnappers sent the ransom note to John Paul Getty, he actually uh, he refused to pay because he said that's way too much money to pay for my grandson's life. You're ripping me off. And even when they, they did <laughs> threaten to kill him and he wanted to prove that it was actually him, he still refused to pay. And I think that his family actually ended up trying to negotiate uh, for the release. And at that point, he decided that that was going to be treated as a loan with full interest. So that's the kind of people we're dealing with there, folks. Wow. So did that happen today? <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. This happened like this happened like 60 years ago, but like, can you imagine how we're fucking cold-blooded, yeah. cold-blooded, even if that was one of his employees, you would like him to, you would like him to try, at least try to negotiate, but it was his own grandson. And he was like, that's too rich for my blood. I'm not going to be uh, pushed around by a couple of kidnappers. Kill the boy. I don't get, what do I care about him? All I care about is my money. Kill my kid. I mean, that's going to be rough for the kidnappers to be like, this guy's rich. We've got his kid. And they, they only find out, oh, that's why he's rich. He doesn't fucking care about his family. <laughs> he we should have thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, all time piece of shit. Whatever. <laughs> Who even knows what he's destroyed our earth and all this? Yeah. Don't touch my gas money. Just John Paul kid. Getty. Yeah. yeah. Good guy. <laughs> cool guy. Just tell my grandson I can give a shit. Kill him. I don't care. What has he ever done for me? Yeah, exactly. Just a kid. Whatever. You won't remember it. So, thanks. <laughs> what a colossal piece of shit. I don't negotiate with terrorists, and I'm going to take that chance. <laughs> In fact, I don't negotiate with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Even lady. if you're not a terrorist, I will not negotiate. You pay it's me my, for the black stuff, and then your car goes. That's that. My way or the highway, and I supply the will. <laughs> it's so. my way or no highway. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, in other news, in other news, it's the news segment with Dylan Joe. We're excited to bring Yeah, in other news, this is a podcast about the news. You know, everyone is wondering about current events, and some of you guys probably get them only from us. Of course, the the, uh, the midterm elections are going on right now. Voting uh, closed yesterday. Uh the House and the Senate are up for, up for grabs here. We have a large debate going on. We won't be covering any of that. None we're covering real news for the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast listeners because we're a real news network here this week at Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. Uh, we love talking about current events and uh, we love talking about funny stuff and uh, just insightful shit. And this week we're, we're on the news for you. And this whole entire episode is about broadcast news. Yeah, so we just covered the Hess truck being back and better than ever for Christmas this year. Joe, uh, could you bring us some more the topics on here. what's going on this week in the now? In the this week in the basement? now. Absolutely. I have some of the, uh, the freshest topics in town. Uh, our first headline today, a truck collision turns a Florida highway into a silver sea of beer cans. This happened this week in Brooksville, Florida, 
A highway had a temporary close Wednesday after a semi-trailer carrying a case or carrying cases, I should say, mm. of Coors Light crashed and turned the roadway into a sea of silver beer cans. The multi-vehicle crash occurred shortly after 6 a.m., a little early for beer, in the southbound lanes of Interstate 73, about 30 miles north of Tampa. The Florida Highway Patrol said it was a mess. Mm, the silver bullets back and better than ever this year too apparently but that's exactly right off. Yeah. <laughs> the highway patrol said that um not only was the initial cleanup bad but the riot patrol that had to be taken in and given tear gas onto the florida residents that were flooding the highway and grabbing beer cans for their lives some of them had been seen licking the contents off of the uh, shoulder of the highway mm -hmm. they had to be uh, dispersed uh, before the traffic could resume so you can imagine the cleanup of not only all these beer cans and towing these semi-trailers, but also the dispersal of a crowd of angry Floridians being taken away from their beer. So it was it was a gruesome scene, all, all said. Wow, you know, uh, that's a, quite the story. It's yeah. too bad that there wasn't um, one of those six by sixes that we covered on uh, episode of Top 8, Top 6 Fast Cars, um, where you can fill the tank uh, with pretty much any fluid and it will drive on that because uh, with gas prices these days, a can of Coors Light is sometimes the only way to go with your vehicle conversion. Yeah, honestly, you, you, much of the uh, the alcohol content is ch it's cheaper than uh, refined gasoline, and we can sure thank uh, <laughs> we can thank our president for that. <laughs> I've seen the stickers, you know what I mean, and mm -hmm. I read stickers, and that's how I get my news, and I understand economics because whoever the president is makes the rules for what the gas prices are because I'm well informed. Yeah. So it goes. So, and that's why gas prices are only higher in this country and all over the world. They're low because, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, man, was since we're in Florida at the moment, we're in Tampa. Um, uh, news out of Florida this week: Caesar Sayoc, Florida man, powers home with stolen nuclear weapon. Uh oh, this is a big story this week. Dylan, tell us more. It says for 27 years. Um, a Florida man arrested for using a lost U.S. nuke to power his home. So he, uh, we're trying to figure out what exactly happened, but the real story yeah, here is, is that he is rumored to get arrested for doing exactly what I just said. However, so there's no report or reliable news source to explain the situation. There's Since no, you can't use a nuclear weapon to power. It's a different kind. Of, you can't actually plug a nuke into your house and be like, hey, all that energy goes into my lights. That's not well, how it works. You know, even you a know, nuclear weapon uses different nuclear fuel than a power plant, which is one generating electricity. Yeah, this is true. We did cover this in one of our first episodes of it. Yeah, we covered it. Fission. Exactly. Um, yeah, fusion and fission. That the nuclear power doesn't go into your plugs. It it heats up water and the steam spins the turbine. It's the same thing as using coal, except you don't have to shovel as much in. It takes a lot less. Yeah, exactly. So um, so they're trying to figure out exactly where this rumor came from, but he is in the news and he also is in the news for a different reason because he was also arrested in connection connection with mailing over a dozen bombs to prominent Democrats across the country. Oh, so, cool. He sounds like a yeah. cool guy. Yeah. That's great. That's a great wrinkle to the story. We might actually be able to do a whole podcast just on Florida news stories from this week. We'd have, we wouldn't have enough time. It had to be like a three-part episode just yeah, for this week. 
Exactly. I do not think that the nuclear part is true as much as I would love to believe uh, in the unknown. But uh, Caesar Seaf Jr. is 56 and he's from Adventura, Florida. Um, and his van is covered in Trump and GOP decals. I could have told you that and I have no idea what the story is about. I could have told yeah. you that already. Yeah. So um, so that's that's that in Florida news today, Joe. What, where do you want to take us next? That's a news today. In other news escaped monkey recaptured after a day on the loose in florida I, we did not plan this <laughs> it's another well, we florida didn't finish florida yet i guess <laughs> november 8th a capuchin monkey escaped from florida sanctuary and fled from keepers about a day before being recaptured nancy nagel a board member of the suncoast primate sanctuary in palm harbor said workers were trying to retrieve an object from the cage belonging to 30 year old jack a six pound capped Black-capped capuchin monkey, which means this monkey is as old as we are, which is interesting to me alone. On Sunday, their net became snagged on a wall, allowing the primate to dart through the cage's main door. Nagel said Jack was finally recaptured about 10 a.m. Monday morning. He was close by. Thank God. It's a miracle, Nagel told the Tampa Bay Times. (laughs) They found the monkey. He came back home. They captured him and brought him back. I mean, this guy, I can I only picture this thing getting loose in Florida. It could have been, it's like D.B. Cooper at that point. Like, it could have been uh, persona non grata. You, you, know, you don't know where the hell it's going. He could have gotten deep into the keys and started a whole new monkey community if he found another escape monkey. And then we'd have, like, oh, a yeah. monkey sanctuary of the keys where you can't touch it. I mean, there are, the like, uh, swaths <laughs> of the Everglades that have parrots that live in them that are not uh, naturally occurring. Yeah. And because people have parrots as pets, the parrots escape and then they meet each other and they make more parrots. Yeah. I think it's more likely that they go, fuck bird ownership. Let's just let it out. <laughs> then they think, oh, I'll just go in the way. Then all of a sudden it becomes like an invasive species, but it's just a bunch of talking parrots who say, fuck you. That, that's the funniest kind of invasive birds. species. You can't catch them. They just insult you as you go yeah. through the woods. You're fat. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you you can't hike. You're bad at hiking. Yeah, that's great. I can see you sweating from here. You're white, ain't you? Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, <coughs> that, that's all the whole Burmese python. Uh, we don't oh, talk about this yes. before. Oh that's God. how that infestation happened. Invasive species. People bought Burmese pythons thinking they were cool, bought them as pets. In states like Florida, the uh, pet ownership laws are very lax because people think they should do whatever they want they buy a burmese python python is a little baby it looks cute wraps around your hand it gets big enough to be the same weight as your child it escapes or you just straight up let it out and now we have a large uh, community of burmese pythons living in the everglades that have a bounty on their heads because they're an invasive species and you can actually earn money by killing them yeah, some of Florida's finest are out there in their trucks with shovels and guns, and they're doing God's work at nighttime, just shooting and collecting snakes, putting them in trash bags, and selling trash bags full of dead snakes for the bounty. It's a crazy fucking. It's bad all around. That. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's a that's a product of people uh, being bad pet owners and lax laws on having exotic species in your state. That'll do it. Unreal. So, uh, out of the ocean, all hail the bar-tailed godwit. Godwit is a champion flyer bird, and once again, this particular specific individual, um, Mm -hmm. which they don't have a name on here, I would think they would name him, uh, has broken the world record for longest continual flight of a bird recorded with a GPS tracker. 
this week. Somebody called Ju- Guinness. Somebody, somebody called did. Guinness. I think they're on it. This week, that juvenile Godwit, just five months old, landed in Vincent's Bay in northeast Tasmania. It had been tagged in Alaska and departed there on October 13th, 2022, so just a few weeks ago, before yeah. flying nonstop to Tasmania. That is down to the left. That um, is about as far as you can go without hitting land <laughs> from Alaska to Tasmania. It's against the, across the entire Pacific Ocean and not just east to west. That's north to south. That's yeah. North, deal. east to southwest. That is a big flight. And, and for such a young, uh, young bird, only five months old. Yeah, and they're they're regular visitors to Tasmania, so it's likely that they do this. Um, but it's a first wow. time that a tagged one has done it, proof, and which proof. means it's that it's like a this, Fitbit for birds. Yeah, this particular guy flew thirteen thousand five hundred sixty kilometers in eleven days in one hour. That's an average of fifty-one kilometers an hour continually for eleven days. And don't That's forget, absolutely bonkers. Don't forget that this entire time there's going to be no drinking, no eating. No sleeping no s- during that journey. Yeah, no landing really. And uh, they have a particular gift that a lot of animals have that we do not, which is that they can shut down portions of their brain in order to sleep and recuperate while still having their motor functions be activating. And that kind of bird has the same thing where it can go into kind of a, a torpor state where it, it, its brain is relaxing and resting, but its body is still completely outstretched and he can just keep coasting on, on the uh on the the drifts and the what they call those um gulf streams gulf stream thank you very much mm-hmm. the jet stream of the jet Pacific stream Ocean. yeah yeah very cool. very cool yeah so what that bird's awesome and uh <clears throat> you couldn't even really get a plane to do that uh without having to refuel unless it was a jumbo jet i believe that's a big flight Thirteen thousand kilometers. Alaska to Tasmania. The, I feel like you have to stop over in the in the uh, Pacific Islands somewhere to make that flight. Oh, for Great sure. Yeah, from Alaska I to Tasmania. Forget. You can't book that on Southwest. Say that right now. Definitely not. No way. Yeah, I forget what the longest flight is that you can take. It's go over the top of the world and it would say like JFK to Japan or something, right? Like that would be. Sure. They have like they have like you know whatever twenty hour flights and stuff, right? Yeah, I think the longest, you're right. I think the longest is 21 hours. Yeah, 21 so that's hour pretty flight. good, but that's only a Somewhere day. Here to Asia. And this is like a week. I mean, that's just crazy. That's all crazy. You're fucking nuts to do that. Like, Jesus. <clears throat> but that's the wildest part about that bird. It didn't decide to do it. It was it was uh, compelled. You know, it's, like it's, just it's what they there. do. Yeah. I mean, just the, the lack of hope that you must have if you're so, if you're a human and you saw nothing but ocean for a week, i'd be like i don't know where i'm going like even if i believe that i know where i'm going you just feel like at some point you just give up but the bird's just like doesn't even care just it just knows i will get there eventually and i'm just compelled to keep going just don't stop flying yeah we don't have that ability like to just drop you off in the pacific ocean and go go to alaska you you don't you don't fucking know which direction is you've got a one in 360 degree chance yeah and even if i did the right spot to just keep going straight of course. Yeah. And even if I did know, I would give up because after a day, I'd be like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong and I'll never get there. And just the self-doubts and the self-awareness that we're cursed as humans. We can create a plane that can do that flight, but uh, we'll never be able to do it ourselves because we were too smart for our own good and we're too stubborn. Uh, but that bird, what's it called again? The bar-tailed godwit. 
Very nice. That might be a nice candidate for our top 10 birds part two episode. We do Absolutely. He definitely is coming in there. I mean, we didn't mention him at all. Probably a guy might have stuck him in there, but not, not him. Oh yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's real good. Real good. Simply unbelievable. Simply unbelievable. And now our breaking news we have. Marijuana companies sued for not making customers high enough. This happened in California. Shocker. A California cannabis company is sued by two local consumers for allegedly lying about the potency of his products. Jasper Centeno of Long Beach and Blake Wilson of Fresno filed a lawsuit in state court last week accusing Dreamfields brands of false advertising. Intentional misrepresentation and unjust enrichment, among other charges, at the issue in this case is how much tetrahydrocannabinol, which is what THC is, and I did not even know that. I, I just always called it those three letters. It's not high enough. For example, Dreamfields markets its products as having a higher average levels of THC, but an independent laboratory test found the pre-rolls have a higher concentration of the chemical. Lawyers for Cento and Wilson alleged, in one instance, a Jeter product labeled as having THC content of 46% was found to contain between 23 and 27. In other words, they're selling you whiskey and you're buying wine. That's just wrong. That's wrong. Crazy news, breaking story. That's a breaking story. Out of California, no less. You, I can't believe that California has a lawsuit about weed not making you high enough. You know, I guess you get surprised every day. Yeah, and I mean, it, does it cost him more money to make it more potent? It's not like, uh, that, well, probably not. It doesn't, but you can charge more for it, right? Because it's, it's oh. more rare. Like the seeds, I'm sure, are worth more money because you have a higher yield. So mm-hmm. you advertising, I know like at other stores, I've heard this from uh, my sources. Oh, oh yeah. my producer's talking my ear now. Um, when you go to one of these places, if I'm mistaken, you do pay more money for higher percentages. So if you're paying the same amount of money for a high percentage, you get a low percentage, you're kind of getting ripped off here. Again, it's like they're selling you a nice bottle of port wine and they're giving you a natty light. Uh, it's, you're still alcohol, but I mean, let's let's be real here. You're not getting the same product. <clears throat> false advertising is false advertising. I don't care where it is. You know? That's true. It's true, especially with medical products. You got to make sure the labeling's correct. That's exactly right. Uh, so in other news out of the tech sector, uh, recently released on Ooh, Tech news. Our next segment by Dylan Reed, tech sector. Tech sector news straight from the basement news. Breaking news. Special broadcast. Oculus Rift Inventor creates a headset that will kill you. I don't know if you saw this one, Joe. I did see this. I didn't even click on it because I was like, this is a non-story. It is a story. It is a, for, for high tech as it gets. I would Color. love to hear the what, whatever this buzz marketing thing. It's like when KFC was like, we're, we're selling an Xbox console that heats your own chicken. I go, this is a clickbait story. I'm sure there's some kind of truth to it. But the fact that they would sell a VR headset that kills you is a bad marketing scheme because you'll die. So what's the real story behind it? So Actually, no, sell- give me the story as you it. understand it. He's an inventor and he made it. It's there. You can see it. It's... Mm-hmm. We'll put a picture up over right here. It's clearly we will, yeah. clearly designed to kill you. It looks um, like it has the cattle prod thing for No Country for Old Men where it just puts a steel cylinder in the center of your brain. It's exactly you. what it looks like. So um, so you have to ask yourself, do you feel lucky, punk? And by lucky, I mean Palmer Lucky, founder of the Oculus VR and creator of the Oculus Rift. Has designed, this guy is a fucking professional, folks. He has designed a new VR headset 
which will kill you if you die in the game. He got the idea based off of a concept in a popular light novel and anime series. Called Sword Nightmare Art. on Elm Street. When you die in a dream, you die for reals. I mean, yes, that's exactly where this started. But in his case, he's obsessed with jerking off the sword art online. It was a game. And the plot yeah. of, involved uh, on this light novel, which is that a light porn novel? I mean, what does that mean? No, it's a, it's a, uh, a popular anime series, which is basically about like, what if you're playing World of Warcraft and then you get sucked into the game and when you die, you actually die in the game. That's the kind yeah, of idea. Scary. I haven't seen it, but I... There's I, been I a couple of things that do that, like in, obviously in uh, Name of One M Street and then... Yeah, The Matrix. Then, a ton of things have done Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. The not, ma- fucking a new Jesus idea. Christ. Yeah, The Matrix, exactly. Fucking Avatar. Yeah. Um, Avatar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tons of stuff. so... Um, yeah, so in the game, in the, in the, the game, a player uses a headset called Nerve Gear, and a number of players will get locked in the game, can't be removed while players still online, and if you kill a player, they die in real life. So he decided why not, and made his own version of it, named the OQPNVG, and um, yeah, it, it basically is the same thing from No Country Old Men. Uh, sorry. Wild stuff exactly um i mean i would like to see him try it out himself if he's so proud of it i mean he said he has not tested it out because he didn't feel lucky i don't believe it even works i don't believe it drummed up the courage to even put it on thanks to a huge variety of failures that could occur well well, what he could do kill him (laughs) he should put it on like a watermelon or something and then play the game as if he's the watermelon and see what happens like i want to i need to see this thing in action i need to see this thing penetrate some kind of uh, sphere just poke right through it because as of right now he has a pretty cool model of a plastic toy and unless it actually syncs up with the game and it actually activates its pistons to light you up when you die i believe this is a completely speculative story i mean i i think it's cool if he did it and it's stupid to ever use it but i want to see if this thing actually works because i feel like he just made a plastic model of something goes i had the idea well how crazy is that use it use it i want to see it in use i don't have to wear it I know you don't have to wear it on your head. I don't want you to get hurt, but I want to see it in use because this story is insane and I'm interested. Yeah, that's... You, uh, you use it, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I agree. Like let's, those, see it. Uh, let's, see it. let's see it on a watermelon. I think you're going to Yeah, let's see it on a watermelon, cantaloupe, whatever you got to do, but mm-hmm. let's see this thing in use. Otherwise, you you had a news story. It's a national news story by making a plastic <clears> model of a headset, which I can do and I won't do because I'm lazy. Yeah, I agree. And I had 12. <laughs> Maybe we'll be able to get him on here and show us how it works on a cantaloupe. Hey, uh, if he wants to reach out, I'm sure he has a lot of interviews where he's going to have to bullshit his way through this whole idea and be like, isn't that crazy? I got this idea. It's so fun. And like one of those news stories where the guy gets famous, super famous for a week, and then everyone just forgets about it because it's bullshit. Yeah, um, it's going to be stupid. It's stupid as hell. It's more of a, it, like, much like most of these uh, clickbaity things we're talking about today, it's, there's not a whole lot in there. You dig deep. It's all about the initial, it's, it's judging a book by its cover because it has no pages. Speaking of which, here's our next uh, headline tonight. Don't cook chicken in NyQuil, FDA warns after TikTok challenge. Cooking chicken and cough medicine, NyQuil, is not only silly, it's unappetizing. I like how they add that in the article. Mm, yeah, that's going to convince the kids not to do it. <laughs> it's not going to taste good. And it's very unsafe. Quote, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said, following the quote-unquote sleepy chicken TikTok challenge, a number of videos challenged people to cook chicken in NyQuil, which contains acetaminophen, dextromethorphan, and 
doxylamine or other similar over-the-counter cough and cold medicine, according to the FDA. Quote, even if you don't eat the chicken, inhaling the medication's vapors while cooking can cause high levels of drugs in your body. It can also hurt your lungs. <laughs> this is on their category of, didn't think we'd have to tell you this, but I guess we do. Do not cook your chicken in NyQuil. And this just sounds like the most gross and awful thing I can think of. Just adding this disgusting cough syrup heated among raw chicken and just this green blue mess of meat. I mean, it's obviously disgusting, but I'd rather eat a Tide Pod than a NyQuil chicken if you, if you gave me two options. No way. You seriously would. I would all day rather have NyQuil chicken. <laughs> No question. Like a licorice chicken, at least it's a flavor. Tide Pods are gonna taste terrible. Terrible. Ugh, I, I and all, and all realness, I wouldn't eat either one of them. It's completely disgusting. But it's just, it, I mean, I'm looking at the pictures of these raw, full chickens and just thinking about dumping pint upon pint of cough syrup on top of it. It just makes me want to yak just thinking about it. You would definitely yeah. go to sleep even if you don't die. You will not be there for the end of the story. I can guarantee you that. No, you'll no, be going night night one way or the other. Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> that's something. Um, tonight at twelve. Tonight at twelve. Uh, Nightful chicken, Night sleepy chicken, chicken challenge on TikTok. Man, the kids. We do not. Days. This podcast does not condone or support that. Uh, we would not support you, listeners, looking that up and then emailing us videos of it and how funny or, or weird it is. Don't do that. Um, don't look those up and find out all about that. And then tell us. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to find out. No, we, we don't want to know more about that. So straight out of Brisbane, Australia, a man has died. Nice pronunciation. Man has died. Man has died. And um, his family has written obituary about him as they mostly do. So. Stephen Ralph Morris was a father of six and has been remembered as annoying, but also the life of the party, requesting a piss-up instead of a funeral at the event of his death. And I already like the guy. <laughs> piss-up in Australia a roast, right? means a celebration at the pub. There you go. So, um, and uh, yeah, we remember the 75-year-old who was immediately attracting attention because he was described as a mongrel who was larger than life. <laughs> let, me, let me get my, my lawyer in contact right now. I need to put this in my will. I request a formal piss-up on the <laughs> consequence of my demise. Giant piece of shit who was very loving to his children. Um, no, but Stephen, uh, Stephen Ralph Morris, born April 23rd, 1947, and died uh, in September of this year was trying, but loving son to Norman, Norm and Gwen. Which mm. <laughs> means he tried his best. But still, he tried his best. Wasn't great, but he was annoying yet protect and an and and an annoying yet protective big brother to Philip and Heaven Helen. If if they say that you're annoying in your obituary, you are a fucking pain in the ass. That's bad. You and know how many people who have died who are annoying and they never mention it? This guy was an obnoxious fucking asshole, but I bet he was a lot of fun to hang out with. He was bewildering, yet lovable husband to Valda Joan. That, I'm surprised that lady, she probably looks like she's 110 dealing with his ass for 50 years. Oh, no, 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 just wait. He was a bewildering yet lovable husband to Valda, Joan, and Rosemary. There we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I love when shit makes sense. 
Yeah, it gets better. Um, so uh, questionable but ever entertaining parenting methods to Steve and Sherry, Jody and Terry, Claire and Liam plus. He literally named one of his kids after alcohol. <laughs> Sherry. Claire, uh, Claire and Liam plus seven grandkids. And I don't know if you can see that there, but those are each the pairs of the children he had with each of his three wives. Was, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Every new uh, wife, you got to have new kids or it's not <laughs> legitimate, right? Yeah, it, uh, exactly. Storyteller, poet, larger than life, life of party. Thanks poet. to the memories, you crazy bastard. It said, we love and miss you. Ta-ta for now. Um, there will be no funeral and- Only a um, piss up. Only a piss up. And, and at um, the end of the ceremony, a piss down where they uh, all piss on his body, as per his request. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, this guy sounds like a, a huge pain in the ass to deal with, but I just think he's cool as fuck. He was a loving husband to all three of his wives, and we want to shout out to throughout <laughs> the course of his life. We want to shout out to our our brother in heaven or hell. Um, he's down on there either way. Stephen Ralph Morris, sorry for your passing uh, last uh, couple months ago. Everyone so, uh, listening to the pod, pour one out for old Stephen. Uh, he, yeah. he, had, he had some going for you there. I love that yeah, guy. Yeah, and his, his picture. I'm is... glad I never met him, but I'm glad he existed on this earth. We need more people like this guy to shake things up. He was funny, and that is a lot more fun than a traditional, like, oh, they were just great. Absolutely. You know? And I would, I'm willing to bet this guy made more friends than most people meet in their lives. So you got to give some credit there. They sure do. The picture of him is quite good, too. You'll see it popping up right here, right now. Um, in his oh, obituary, yeah. it's a picture of him drinking out of a flask. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> yes. Like with one when they find the funeral pictures, they had to search hard not for a picture of him drinking, but for a picture of him not holding a drink, <laughs> not holding a flask. <laughs> important family event. <laughs> he had his flask had one of those um, wraparounds like you have for your glasses, or you don't lose them. It's around his wrist like a Wiimote, so he can't lose it when he gets too yeah. drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In a, in a storage compartment for a whole pack of cigarettes. Make sure he's always got a couple of those on hand. Well, you got to have some bogues on you, you know? Yeah, this guy's definitely and... smoked a cigarette or two in his life. There's a very solid chance. He's, he's, I'd uh, say it's impressive how long he lived considering his lifestyle choices. In the amount 2022, yeah. Burning a candle at both ends and getting married three times. I mean, this takes a lot out of you. Yeah, three times in three different sets of kids. I mean, that's fucking hilarious. He lived. If anyone ever lived, this guy lived. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He lived. I mean, can you imagine that you get to see all your kids, but the only thing they have in common is you? <laughs> they have the same three different moms. Fucking funny. That's wild. That is a lot of half siblings. Right yeah, that's good. That's fucking great. <clears throat> well, I'm a huge fan. If you want to yeah. do uh, one more uh, headline, and we'll take our first commercial break. That we sounds have to, good to me. Our yeah. sponsor is really what makes the network here, and are you? Obviously, we're also. Um, supported by donations from viewers like you, as I say mm. at PBS. But here's a uh, last headline before we go into our commercial break here. This is from the National Public Radio, also known as NPR. Mm. Um, I so love their commercials, speaking of them. I just, oh, every yeah, time I listen to NPR, I love to get really turned off by them asking for it, money. It's it's great <laughs> when they have their, uh, their donation season where every five minutes they ask you for money. Yeah, constantly. Um, love that. Guys, keep doing it, NPR. We really love to All hear. right, so I'm going to read this in NPR yeah. voice just to make it more recognizable mm, yeah. people. I'm Steven Seagal. Go on. I'm Joseph Collins. National Public Radio. This week in the news. 
the National Park Service wants humans to stop licking this toad. Go into almost any park, there's often reminders to refrain from going near, petting, or feeding wildlife. Not licking strange animals was simply a given. Until now, the National Park Service, not to be confused with the National Public Radio. Please donate at our website, npr.com. Every bit helps. Quote, as we say with most things you come across in National Park, whether it be a banana slug, unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of night, please refrain from licking. The agency wrote on Facebook this past week, the toad, also known as the Colorado River Toad, is about seven inches inside and carries a weak, low-pitched ribbit sound. But this creature is far from harmless. Sonoran desert toads secrete a, a potent toxin that can make people very sick if they touch it or get the poison in their mouth. Despite the risks, some people have discovered the toad's toxic secretions contain a powerful hallucinogenic known as 5-MeO-DMT, also known as DMT. In recent years, smoking the amphibian secretions has grown in popularity, so much so the species is often considered threatened, at least in New Mexico, due to collectors that want the animal for drug use. <laughs> in other words, people are getting bored and the toad's going extinct because it's the toad. It's literally the toad you lick. And the National Public Park Service is like, stop licking the toads. They need to be part of the environment. Stop licking them, which makes me feel like a lot of animals are lucky not to have drugs in their skin because <laughs> if that was chickens, if that was NyQuil chickens, people, they'd be extinct by now, dude. Imagine people were catching rats and smoking them like heroin. Every rat would be extinct by now. Well, dude, uh, our friend did. Um, yeah. The, the so, dirtiest man in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Right dude, no, one, no one's, the thing is, with, with shit, like that guy, no one's even tried what he was smoking. They're like, yeah, no. It could be any number of things. So you smoke toad juice and you're like, I'm cool. But that guy could be smoking not five DMT, but 10 DMT from that animal shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's some crazy shit though. I mean, how strong. But no one wants to try it. How potent does that toad have to be? Because when you have actual, you know, like powder or liquefied DMT, it's super concentrated. It's like they take so much of it, they boil it down or crush it down. And you have to, you have to really, really get a lot of it just to get any effect. So this toad must just be saturated in this thing. If you can do a couple of licks and then, then you know, see the the next dimension. I mean, that's some wild shit. So it's a good defense um, mechanism. If you are trying. in New Mexico, please stop licking the toads. And uh, if you are in New Mexico licking the toads, you definitely haven't heard this announcement, and you wouldn't care anyway. So I don't know who this is for. This is like the please buckle up signs on the highway. If you're not already buckling your seatbelt, a highway sign will not make you do it. This is the sign is for nobody. Yeah, this article is yeah. for nobody. Oh, that's great. It's I, I'm glad you had I'm glad you had that one because I had it too and you did a great job with that. So thanks. Oh, for you got okay, so you, yeah, you're on you're on. Oh party. yeah, already on that one. That one's that's a hot hot news topic for Super this hot. And that'll bring us to the history. the end of our first segment here. Coming up next, we have articles. Uh, uh, tonight at twelve, we have articles such as um, the thing I forgot to click on, and uh, <laughs> uh, a shipment of baby wipes turns out to be. $11.8 billion in cocaine. That's coming up tonight at 11.30. Also out of Mexico, we have a stray dog carrying a human head around town. We'll get back to you guys after this break. <laughs>
1997, a big 18-wheeler, plus two racers with real head and taillights. Look at them go. $15.99 in Hess Station's Energizer batteries included. So Happy holidays from Hess. Uh, so we're back, guys. Uh, uh, and we're in Mexico right now. So straight out of Mexico, there were reports in a video of a stray dog stealing a severed human head from the scene of a cartel-related murder on November 1st. This oh, was recorded... That sounds grim, Dylan. Tell us more. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, this was recorded in Monte Escabedo in Zique... Zacatecas, Mexico. Ooh. And unfortunately, this dog uh, had to see a gang war. But lucky him, he was able to get one takeaway from that gang war, Joe. And as we found out earlier, that was a human head. Um, not sure who Every dog video. has its day, as it were. That's true. Some dogs like bones, some dogs like bones shaped in the shape of a human head. Um, and the, uh, the good news is that they did find the rest of the victim's body, which was found in an automatic teller booth, along with oh, notes no. referencing organized crime groups. Do you know what an automatic teller booth is, Joe, for our audience? Because I'm not sure I know what that means. Is that a phone I booth? I believe it's a, um, either an ATM, which is an automated teller machine, or it's a toll booth where you just pay and you keep walking. But I believe it's an ATM they're speaking about. Automatic, automatic teller machine. Is okay, so the body was like found that. there. The dog went in there to go get some money, clearly. Uh, found the body in there. Took the head around 10.20 p.m. on Wednesday, October 26, 2022. And before they could cordon off the scene, that dog wandered in, went for some money, grabbed the head, took off. That is please, grim. Please I'm guessing by the hair. I don't think it could wrap its whole mouth around the skull. So probably it's picking up like when you sever the head of your enemies and you lift their head like up. Like Michael Myers, like holding, it's his mask. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably um, what the dog did. I'm thinking so. Uh, I didn't see the video, but please spend several hours. I don't need to searching. see it. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, folks, we're, we're going to save you here. It's very graphic footage. We're going to we can look at it <laughs> online. We're not going to put it on the podcast. We don't want to get flagged yeah. from YouTube. Okay, here's a chihuahua carrying a human head the size of himself. Uh, and police <laughs> spent several hours that night searching for the dog and missing head, but they were not able to find it until next morning when they spotted the animal in a fenced-off area of a house in the downtown region. Per the New York Post, police have had to pry the severed head from the dog's mouth. <laughs> you know when you're and wrestling then, with the with the tug of war. Day uh, later, uh, the dog. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, let the head go. Let the head go, Rover. Bad, bad dog. Bad dog. Like, I mean, that dog, dog does not get a, along with people. You know that because if it's the kind of dog who takes human heads on its own, it's it's far past the uh, the family pet phase of being a dog. It's a fully wild stray dog at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Let's mention that talk even tug of war. Uh, so after they pried the head from the dog's mouth, they then handed it off to a forensic team to hopefully determine the corpse's sex, age, along with any oh other identifying God. details. That dog clearly had his favorite bone of the month. If it was, if it was, we're talking twelve hours later. He's still working on that thing. Um, things fucked up. I mean, the human skull is pretty big. You can work on that bone for quite a while. I know. I've seen some big bones at Target and stuff, and this is like a serious deal. Wow. Um, and inside I, would, the I, would, I think they also take the dog in and, and give it its own uh, brain scan. You're like, this thing doesn't need to be out. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for the dog, obviously. It's not the dog's fault, but you need to kill that dog. It's, it's going to take more heads. It's, it's a head hunting dog now. It's a danger to the public. 
Yeah, exactly. So that's if not much... for obstruction of justice, which is clearly guilty of uh, taking evidence from a crime scene, that's that's not good. Yeah, no, but you can't arrest the dog. Um, so this is no. just uh, yeah, the rest of it's just sad because there's just a lot of severed heads in Mexico's putting on top of cars. Yeah, the and, cartels and, are really running shit. Not a real good place to be. So, anyways, out of Mexico and maybe back into Mexico, Joe with baby wipes. What do we? I saw a video this week of a uh, a cartel member arresting two police officers. He was a guy in a t-shirt and a hat, and he had a gun to the the back of two police officers, full gear. They had their utility belts on, they had the bulletproof vests, and they had their hands behind their heads, and they relinquished their weapons. So that's the state of things in northern Mexico, in case anyone's worried about the time. (laughs) The cartels can arrest police officers. In other news in Mexico, I believe a shipment of baby wipes turns to be up Turns out to be $11.8 million worth of cocaine. U.S. Customs Border Protection officers discovered more than 1,500 pounds of cocaine hidden in a place where you'd least expect a shipment of baby wipes. Now, this is a little bit editorial on my part, but I've seen much weirder places to hide cocaine than a bunch of plastic boxes. I mean, they're literally just a bunch of plastic boxes. That's what baby wipes are. I mean, it might say pampers on the outside, but it's basically a bunch of plastic containers. I mean, I know people who uh, store things in old baby wipes boxes. Our old Monopoly game we had growing up had all the money in a pampers box because it made for a good plastic container that would uh, not let the money get ruined in the cardboard. The narcotic seizure occurred last Friday in the Laredo, Colombia Solidarity International Bridge. According to agency news released, the bridge located on the U.S.-Mexico border connects Laredo, Texas to the Rio Grande with the Mexican state of Nuevo Leon. And uh, following the inspection, drug-sniffing dogs made a discovery that what CPB described as 1,935 packages of cocaine, totaling over 1,500 pounds. And we will add the picture for the podcast for you folks that this is like a big stack of coke you know mm, the old big stack coke again very funny for a news article but i've seen much more creative ways to store drugs um than literally plastic boxes i mean be better be better cartels yeah. you lost 11.8 million dollars because you couldn't get creative enough yeah we like narco subs better they're way cooler way cooler way cooler way cooler and that's that. That's that. All right. Uh, out of, uh, looks like New York here, Maggie McGaw m- booked a massage after a long week, but she didn't know, she didn't realize till it was too late about a couple of red flags. Hey-o. Hey-o. But she overlooked them. In a now viral TikTok, McGaw revealed the moment that she realized she had booked an appointment at a spa that offered happy ending massages. By oh, no. Oopsie. <laughs> Oh, I Can better you, be recording. Wow. Get, oh, whoops. What did I do? Wow. Uh, over tw- 10 million views of her TikTok and most of the viewers and, and commenters on her TikTok can't believe that she did this. Wow. wow. This is so wacky. What a crazy story. I can't, I can't believe. What a, what a weird accident. mishap. Oh, man. Weird. First off, I booked it at 9 p.m., she said, as she listened to reasons she should have figured out something was off. An employee answering the phone at 9 p.m. was another. The guy whose video had been viewed more than 10 million times admitted it didn't look great when she walked in, yet she did it anyways. (laughs) She's so crazy. Uh, Recently married, she just walks in and there are no doors, only curtains, which I'm a little nervous about, she recalled. 
I definitely got hidden camera vibes. So I even looked around for cameras and proceeded with the massage, which again. And I proceeded on. with my camera that I was holding in my hand. Yeah, exactly. McGaw said she stripped down to her underwear, which she typically does for a massage before lying on the table. But when the masseuse came in, she really quickly ripped off her underwear down to her knees, McGaw said. Then to make matters worse, she folded down the sheet, which is already very small. So I'm completely, completely exposed, she continued. McGaw realized she hadn't booked a regular massage when the masseuse sat on her thighs. Uh-oh. I reached down and pulled my underwear back up and was like, no, thank you, she recalled, saying she then just asked for her shoulders to be massaged. The poor woman was very confused as to why I was not into this. Oh, what a poor woman with 11 million views on TikTok because of this fucking stunt she pulled on purpose. This is such bullshit. After the appointment, she discovered there's a website that lists salons specializing in happy ending massages. She Wait a the minute. Salon... There's websites that list this kind of thing that she could go on <laughs> and find wow. out exactly where to go. This is fucking, oh my God. And the I'm salon sorry, she continue. visited was mentioned. And the happy ending for me was leaving. She joked. Oh, that's, that's silly. That's all innocent. That's the massage innocent. was great once we established our boundaries. Users yeah, we have couldn't, boundaries. And, no and one, they, they subsequently get shut down for sex trafficking one day later. So yeah, she's really doing a lot of fun, funny yeah. pranks. And oh, whoopsie me. I'm glad that I, I have a large TikTok following where I go to this massage parlor. Who's going to the massage parlor with their cell phone up being like, here I am getting a massage. Ooh, what's going on here? Oh, wow. oh my god! I can't read the menu. It's all in uh, Korean. What's this all about? Yeah, no, it's this complete work. This is this blitz lady got everything she wanted out of this massage, which is no sexual contact, all the whoopsie daisy. I'm so silly out of it, and then 10 million views on like I can't believe this this housewife with a TikTok account fell into this weird circumstance that's well lit and well planned out bit by bit. It's one person commented oh my gosh i feel so violated and another person commented not gonna lie as a previous essay victim it was triggering oh no it It was a sexual assault infuriates me that they don't make it more obvious or ask first they do something they do yeah every step along the way you have to try to get involved in this stuff it really really does i've mentioned it before and that website she found afterwards quote unquote was the website she used to find this place by the way that's definitely so this has happened to me before and i did not think that this would happen um but you weren't recording a tiktok at the time no i wasn't i just i went in and like i do like i have a place in salem that i love to go to and it's like well please set the table if you don't mind telling our listeners sure well i usually i usually go it's like there's a place that's like 30 bucks and they you're like in a room with like a bunch of people like no one's fucking pulling their dicks out and you just for an i I generally just want to get a good fucking massage it's nice relaxing you know nothing wrong with that that's fucking cool good time they they start with your feet and mostly work on that and they do your shoulder whatever it is so i was i was uh I was uh, actually in Marlboro and I was like, oh, fuck it. I, I, I'm feeling really stressed and go get one. I booked the closest place I could find and, and I get in there and dude, you shut the door and this Chinese lady walks in and, and the back of the door has like a printer paper that says nothing, no illegal activities allowed. And I was like, which is like, okay. it's like when people post like 
you cannot copy this or whatever. It's just like yeah. people trying to do it. Like, uh, if you're reading this, um, then we all have uh, immunity to whatever else happens. Like, not how the yeah. law works, but okay. Yeah. It's posted that nothing illegal is going on here, but it very quickly, same thing, <clears throat> you know, um, down to my underwear, have a little towel on that fucking gets off. She pulls that shit down, man. That, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm like, she's like, oh, you married. I was like, yeah, and I am. And I'm, 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 I'm all set with that. Just let's do the whole other stuff. It happens. It happens. Didn't expect it. it that's that is some wild stuff. You definitely will text me the name of that later. That's some crazy stuff. <laughs> if anyone wants to know where it is, just let me know. I'll send you the, I'll send you the location. Hey, uh, good enough for Robert Kraft. Good enough for me is what I say. Uh, next on the news at 10 o'clock, we have, um, I went on the section of Reddit, which was where I wanted to find most of these articles, but I only found three of them that were pertainable because I looked on like the top posts. You kind of sift them out. I mean, our news team sifts them out for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, of course, the top posts are always like the most politically charged. Like they're not funny at all. I wanted to have funny. But this Reddit subreddit, which is great, which is called Not The Onion, which we all know, me and Dylan are big fans of The Onion, it is a satirical news website that makes up fake articles to satire the real life we live in and the real news that happens. And actually, it's been quoted many times by politicians as real news articles people have quoted the onion thing as real news source because not only they're stupid they're liars too but this is a great reddit because it is not the onion these are titles that you would think would be in an onion article but are in fact real news stories uh that are very disturbing in other words i left later in the podcast but this is the first one i read which is not the onion tonight at 12 Pastor who gave kids, quote, I heart hot youth pastors stickers is placed on leave. <laughs> I'm not even going to read the article. Like, we get it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, talking? God, I love that. <laughs> Fucking love that. Uh, and and it, just, it just gets more and more fucked up. Um, uh, here's another one. Not the Onion, by the way. Actual article, but should be an Onion article. Texas schools send parents DNA kits to identify their kids' bodies in case of emergencies. Oh my god, dude. dude this is dude, real. The Onion is so much a perfect title for this because you're like, that's literally... It's literally obviously an Onion thing. Fucking yeah, like, obviously the Onion, and it's not. It's fucking real. That's fucking nope. great. Sales nope. opportunity. It's like Bible salesmen who go... I don't know if you ever saw... Um, saw paper moon the movie if you haven't you should but it's about a bible salesman who, i have not seen it no. who goes who drives around the country and gets the local paper goes to the obituaries and goes to, and then in the back seat of his car he has he has a like a, a stamp that's that so he get, goes finds a dead husband basically oh and and says and then finds the wife's name and says this book is dedicated to the wife from the dead husband and goes, hey, oh. I, have a, I have a book for, you know, John Shepard. And she's like, oh, John just passed. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, he has this Bible that he wanted you to have. It has your name on the inside and it's going to be $20. He didn't pay it yet, but, you know, so it's still the same thing. That is uh, it's unreal. I heard ambulance chasers, but hearse chasers. That's the next level. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. But anyways, this happened in October of this year. The state of Texas is sending public schools home, public school students home with DNA kits designed to help their parents identify children Smart. in cases of emergency. Yeah. Smart. They passed the Senate bill in Texas this year that required public schools to provide DNA tests for students. 
we, you know, there's something they call in the medical field, which is treating the symptoms and not the disease. And this is the biggest case of treating the symptoms. Your kids are going to get shot to death at school. We're not going to stop that from happening, but we can at least identify their bodies when they're dead. Thank you very much for that, Texas. We appreciate it. Yeah. Not the are they free though, or are they selling them? Is this like a free COVID? No, kit? no, they they're required to give a DNA kit to any public school students' parents, so they're free. Um, but it's one of those things where uh, you it's hope you never have to one. use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like a spare tire. You have it in case of emergencies, but you hope you never have to use it. Or like mace, or like a gun in any state that's um, above the Mason-Dixon line, besides New Hampshire. Or Montana, or Dakota. Yeah, it's a good one. I only um, have one more. Do you have any more before we get into our? Uh, I've got our, two more. Video That's segment. it. My last one's my favorite one, but this Let's one. Let's hear it. This one's just is just nice. Uh, we are located in the <clears throat> uh, Bahamas, right out of the Bahamas, guys. First Aruba, news source Jamaica. covering. The oh, I want Bahamas to of the day. Tiger sharks with cameras strapped to their backs just helped researchers map the world's largest seagrass meadow this week. These sharks. I like this news. These sharks. Yeah, I want to have some after dogs running around with homeless people's heads and shit. I'd rather, well, yeah, this is, this homeless is dogs nice. running around with homed people's heads. Um, <laughs> uh, How the house community of people. Yeah, the house, exactly. Um, so these yeah, no, they're sharks, not homeless, Dylan. I don't know if you got the memo on that. Uh, uh, this network, and along with every network, they're unhoused individuals. They're not homeless people. Oh, yes. And they're definitely not bums. Definitely not bums. Definitely never seen bum fights. They're just unhoused. It's not that they're yeah. homeless, they're unhoused, which is a, literally a synonym. But for some reason, new words make us feel better about what we say about our lives. We're not going to solve the homeless issue. I'm sorry, the unhoused issue. We're just going to call them unhoused and then continue to let them live in squalor. Yeah, don't forget, folks, if, uh, you're, li- if you're listening to this from Florida, Florida is where woke goes to die. <laughs> so um, Not the onion. Not the onion. Not last night, actually. And um, <laughs> last night, television live. This is where this comes from. Uh, so we say unhoused up here Breaking in the Boston news. area. Not homeless, not bums, mm-hmm. not skanks. Not unhoused, poors, meaning that they, not, they can still be uh, housed at any given moment. Yes, exactly. It's a symptom, not a... We're not going to house them, but it's just a nice word to call them so that we don't yeah. feel like we're negligent, which we all are. Yeah, and same with prisoners. They're they're members who are not. They're incarcerated individuals. Incarcerated individuals. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, they're not. They're not prisoners, and they're definitely not convicts. Definitely not. This is the best yeah. convicts. Yeah, I'm an ex-con. Convicted criminals. Nope, they're incarcerated people in this nation. Yep, they are. So uh, back to the sharks in the Bahamas, guys. Um, sure. These sharks mapped more than thirty-five thousand five hundred square miles of seagrass which is extraordinary carbon storing properties for scientists hope they'll fight climate change. A group of seven tiger sharks that were employed, again, not unhoused. Yes, they were, they were not, not captured un- and tagged against their will. They were employed. They have employed. Uh, they were not un, they were not, they were not without a job. Yeah, they the have. The, they were the not in between jobs or whatever yeah. you want to call people who don't have a job. They're gainfully jobless. employed tiger They sharks. are in between jobs. They were, yes, gainfully employed they're the unionized American... they have medical dental they have uh paid vacation and pto so yeah exactly 
Um, these sharks were employed by the American Ocean Conservation Nonprofit Beneath the Waves. Um, so it's a nonprofit as well, just to think, just to remind you how good it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, they mapped out, mapped out an area of the Bahamas that has now been declared the world's largest seagrass meadow, which is kind of funny because nothing has ever been mapped before. So it's like saying I have the world's largest penis ever before the measuring tape. <laughs> and then you invented the measuring tape. Hey, it's, it's the biggest one I've ever seen. <clears throat> the biggest one ever measured with a measuring tape. And I literally invented a measuring tape today. No one else has used it. <laughs> Same the same thing. Probably more. So anyways, <clears throat> um, they... Uh, I wonder how close this is to the deep blue hole. Oh, good question. Good question. I don't think I have to go down there. That'd be fun. But um, tiger sharks seem to spend a significant amount of time in seagrass meadows looking for prey. So this is why they're able to map that out. So yeah, this is kind of like giving a uh, camera to a snow leopard to measure how many mountain ridges there are in the Himalayas. They're already they're already out there hunting. You might as well collect the data. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. So um, thanks, Austin Gallagher, CEO of uh, Beneath the Waves. Um, Austin Gallagher, yes, yes, you are, yes, yep. you are the head of Beneath the Waves. Yep, and also, questions. nonprofit organizations famously um, well treating their employees and high paying and benefits and all that stuff. Nonprofits are really famous for taking good care of their employees. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely not overpaying their CEOs. No. And they definitely don't um, uh, hinge on the nonprofit and volunteer part of their business to really lean in on Absolutely. anything they can get out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, tax shelters. Good Heads spot. up Red Cross and uh, the pink ribbon breast cancer uh, awareness thing. <laughs> the CEO is a multi-millionaire. Live strong. Yeah, Live Strong is another great one too. Mm. But luckily, uh, well, breast cancer research hasn't raised that much money, but the awareness is skyrocketed ever since the NFL <laughs> started wearing pink scarves. Oh, uh, yeah. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love that a lot. All right. What, you, what do you got for us, Joe? So I got one more. Uh, our final headline of the day uh, for my segment here is uh, anchor Joe Collins is not the onion. Priest says, I mean, rather, Pope says, priests and nuns watch web porn too priests and nuns watch web porn too pope francis told seminaries in rome on monday warning the aspiring clerics against web porn he said vice is shared by priests and nuns it is a vice that many people have many laymen many laywomen and also priests and nuns the devil gets in any way he can and i'm not just talking about criminal pornography like that involving the abuse of children. Uh, sidebar, if I was the Pope, I probably wouldn't mention abuse of children, sexuality very much, being that's the number one thing people know you for in the year 2022. It's like, it's like the president talking about the deficit. Like, don't talk about the one thing where they, I'm not just talking about the criminal stuff that we're a major part of. I'm talking about the other stuff too, like the regular we adult. We have a lot of vices. <laughs> yeah, not just i'm not just talking about, about the abuse of children but po pornography that is a little quote normal dear brothers he leaves out sisters in that one be careful about this so the pope is well aware about the internet and uh i wonder how much of that that he is aware of on a personal level but i do i do love the little tidbit of bringing up like literally the elephant in the room <clears throat> whatever you say on this press release 
You're already talking about pornography. It's very risky for the head of the Catholic Church to do it. Whatever you do, don't mention the child abuse thing. And he goes, not just the child sex crimes that we are heavily involved in, also other things too. It's like, I would just leave it off the docket altogether. When it comes to priests and pornography, just leave it off. We we don't need to hear about it. No, um, I, I thought if they were smart, they would just... Completely. I mean, all you do is suppress sexuality for the past few thousand years. Why start now after you've already been called out? Well, I got a phone, so what am I gonna do with that? It's like the Las Vegas shooter giving a PSA about gun safety. You're like, not from you though. If there's one thing I don't want to hear from you, it's about gun safety. Yeah, just save it, guys. And I actually think that as far as popes go, the guy's definitely a pretty progressive guy. But I think it's because of necessity, not because of. the, the kindness of their hearts they had a, a the last guy they had was in the nazi party and the guy before that yeah, he he was part of like you know back when you were allowed to like whip your spouse and stuff so I, I this is their like answer to trying to get the catholic church back and set so he's like oh yeah gay people aren't bad and you know priests watch porn too but i just feel like there's really no writing this ship just lean into what you already have done you're not going to get any new converts just let all the people who already believe in it make their kids believe in it and then just keep doing that forever and really lean on to like, you know, South America, which he's from and lean on to like the developing nations that don't have any science or information yet where they can still blame their shitty lives on um, others and not the Supreme being that's quote unquote, saving them from themselves when their kids are losing their legs and things like that. That was editorial. That was, my, that was not on the teleprompter, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the end of my segment. Uh, Co-anchor Dylan, do you have anything, any more segments before we go into our uh, rapid fire uh, news footage? I sure do. This week in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Alex the city of brotherly love. Brotherly love, Philly cheesesteaks, the old Liberty Bell, and, uh, and a bunch of bullshit. Um, yeah, and the most recent losers of the World Series against the cheating Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> that's probably what brought Alexander Tominsky to the dinner table. Um more widely known as the rotisserie chicken guy um, who has captivated the internet over the past 40 days. He decided because he decided to eat an entire rotisserie chicken every day for 40 days. The 30 year old Philadelphia steakhouse server had 400 followers on Twitter, but now. Oh, he worked in the food industry. He did. Now, after finishing his mind mill challenge, he's approaching 40,000 with hundreds of thousands of people liked and shared the image of him completing his mission on a pier decked out in red carpet with onlookers cheering his every bite of his last bite of his 40th rotisserie chicken. Wow. And, I don't know what the problem is, say. dude. I like to eat rotisserie chickens on the daily, dude. You're down here in Philadelphia, dude. I like to get a couple of chickens in me. You know how it goes? That's pretty much it. Specifically, <laughs> chickens down on the daily, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, where did the idea come from? He said, I, I just I just ate one chicken and then something felt good. Uh, so it just seemed right. So just do it. Do it for myself. At first, I would take a picture. And after 10 days, it, 10 days, it felt so powerful that there was something electric about doing so. So I started sharing it the world. It just felt right. So he 10 of those 40 days, he was just doing it alone. No internet. Then he decided to monetize it, much like the lady in the uh, massage parlor. She goes, oh, wait a minute. I can make some money off this shit. Exactly. So now I don't know if you have these details, Dylan. I know you're reading the story here, but uh, I have to ask you in the studio. We're wondering, was there any NyQuil basting or any marination of NyQuil or any kinds of uh, cough medicine involved in this chicken? 
It's a really good question. I appreciate you uh, mentioning the night oh. green chicken phenomena that we recently yeah, covered as chicken, a new story. As the TikTok sleepy calls chicken. Yeah. Um, there was no sleepy chicken involved here. It okay, was yeah. Actually, why do wait for this? Specifically, he Alexander said it's um, uh, his views on rotisserie chicken specifically is that it's sort of the purest form of chicken, right? <laughs> it's just cut. This humble newscaster happens to agree with him. Yeah, and uh, he tried a few different places, but normally he would consume the bird before work. And keep in mind, he works in the restaurant industry, so this is not at 8 a.m. This is probably more like... Wow, before work. I can tell you, when I worked in the restaurant industry, I was never eating before work because I work with food, so I was always eating at or after work. Yeah, exactly. So he would go to the grocery store near his job, and he would eat it for lunch before his shift. Wow. Um, Did he and... say how much he got down? Because I can milk a rotisserie chicken in like a three-day affair because I don't eat a lot. Um, but is this guy eating a rotisserie chicken every sitting? Uh, it says chicken. just one a day. Okay, so he, he'll, 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 he'll finish one full chicken in, in a day, which is reasonable. Uh, yeah, I'm not that... It's honestly, a lot of chicken. I'll get to my I thoughts mean, in a minute. It's not, crazy. Like, it's not like Andre the Giant levels where he would eat four rotisserie chickens in a sitting. Yeah. Um, That's just for one meal. But this kid's yeah. not Andre the Giant. He's Philadelphia, you know, Brian, the chicken eater. Exactly. Um, we'll get to that in a second. So... Um, food's a big part of Philadelphia culture, if you guys don't know. Um, and or like any city in the fucking world. Yeah, Salt was, Lake City has a big food culture, although it's only saltines and uh, decaf, but still. And lake fish. Um, the he said the chicken's like ten percent of the equation. It's the perseverance. Philadelphia can have its struggles, <laughs> it's the but it's the city that never gives up. Didn't know that. Um, and. Uh, and we would like to know uh, from him how his body was affected. He said, oh, yeah, it was. I, he had constant cramping, and his stomach was bloated. Like, you can kind of feel the pulse in your stomach. Like, when you run and you feel the pulse of your heart, it's like his stomach constantly throbbing. Then his esophagus kind of, like, raw from the salt. And he also lost 14 or 15 pounds by eating the rotisserie chicken. So... He must have. It doesn't. So, it, I so swear he was God, eating it doesn't, only the chicken. He wasn't eating he just, uh, every day potatoes one, or yeah, vegetables. Yeah, it just like every day. All he had to eat was just one rotisserie chicken. All right, so, so that this makes does increase the sense. challenge. Yeah. yeah so actually, yeah. he's losing weight by only eating this chicken, which I can't yeah. imagine by the last day how sick you'd be of eating this chicken. Yeah, he said because I love started rotisserie started chicken, in the first few weeks, it was an easy twenty minutes. He'd finish it in twenty minutes. There's like no problem. Then after that, it would take him two hours. Then the final event on the pier where he had a crowd um, took him about an hour to finish that chicken. He just wanted to be over. Um, and wow. uh, he'll never play with his food again. He just wants to eat to be alive. Um, and he's happy. I think that... he's really missing out on a monetary opportunity here to do the next month, which is salmon month. And, and uh, Dylan challenge? can tell you, if you only eat salmon for every meal, it's actually really cool. It is. Sometimes you end up in the hospital. Um <laughs> Um, but do you remember that guy who does the Joey's World Challenge? Oh yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, he guy. did the chorizo. Yeah, chorizo challenge guy. Yeah. So, so we appreciate your your work, uh, Alexander Tumiski, as the millennial that you are. You clearly don't know about Joey's World Challenge. That guy will literally eat you alive, and then make a video about it, and then throw you up. So, appreciate your one rotisserie chicken a day thing. Here's my opinions on this. That's great, dude. But Joey's World Challenge, 
that dude can eat one whole raw rotisserie chicken that's not before it's cooked. Mm-hmm. And that's without even a <laughs> nice Joey's World Challenge. He would do that, then he'd invite over the neighbor boy to eat marshmallows with him too. It's the most fucked up, weird fucking guy ever who's 800,000 pounds. Yeah, he's definitely but dead. By that now. guy didn't make it. No, he didn't make it to the moment. There's no fucking way. But he, um, uh, so yeah, Alexander, you're, you're fucking, so, you're a D, D level guy here. There's the, something to be said about the commitment, though, which I do respect. I respect that, but Joe's World Challenge, that dude reviewed every single new item at McDonald's from his yeah. car. He no, goes, oh, yeah, I'm trying out the new, deal. The new McRib that's, that's changed its recipe. I can tell that since this came out in 2004. Oh, my God. I saw this week, I saw the, the McRib right now. I saw the freaking McRibs. They showed them in, in the frozen, like in the in the big case of frozen. It looks like a pile of logs with ice on them. It looks disgusting. Yeah, it's like Burger King burgers look like waffles. Yeah, the it's pink just... waffle, the pink waffle. You're like, oh, it's bad chemical food. And I mean, in these ones, I, I mean, I, I can't guarantee this, but I'm pretty sure the McRib comes already cooked because they can't th- that pork thing. They can't really fuck with that. So I'm pretty sure that comes in. They they take all the meat off of the ribs. They grind it up into the big meat paste that they do at McDonald's, and then they have the cookie cutters that they they stamp it into like rib shaped patties, and then they it's already cooked, and then they just send them off and they ship them in those um, what do you call them when you buy a bunch of logs cords a cord of wood mm-hmm. it's, it's just all McRibs, um, so that's great. Yeah, you ever have a McRib cord? <laughs> I never even had a McRib <laughs> cord full of McRibs. I never had either, dude. I'd... I love ribs. I love pork and fucking barbecue, love ribs i, I just can't bring myself to do the mcdonald's <clears throat> version of it i just can't i don't really eat fast food just not gonna work for me um you immediately feel the results like like people are like oh yeah dude mexican food it's like shit my brain's out. it's like no taco bell you do if you have yeah. traditional mexican food it's healthy as fuck like yeah taco bell is the word i mean i remember um hopefully i'm not uh doxing him but uh doug when during his work for the fda which he still works for he said that he had they had a rundown of a year of the let the least meat quality and popular food chains and year after year the worst meat quality by fda testing is taco bell the worst quality meat you can get at a fast food chain disgusting that's why you gotta add those spices so you can't taste i mean i'm talking about worse than mcdonald's worse than arby's taco bell is number one worst meat quality in america year after year fucking gross it's insane like, dude, their beans aren't even beans. It's just salt and, and like, old Yeah, oil. you shouldn't be able know. to buy a meal for 50 cents because that will it takes you. a lot to kill an animal, process the meat, ship it out, sell it. Like, by the time that the meat gets to you, the dollar menu is a lie of the world. You should not be able to buy a sandwich <clears throat> of meat and vegetables for a dollar. That just isn't possible. So well, Joe, You're missing little... something economics lesson for you is um well we go economics here we're gonna go just business principles now to our economic sector of the news they would call that a loss leader just like the rotisserie chickens at the back of costco Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's like five dollars always never change no the hot dogs it's the hot dogs that are a dollar 69 since 1988 they keep it 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 because they bring people in the store and they go oh look at that hawaiian shirt over there for 22 dollars yeah i totally get that but i don't think that taco bell's tacos are a loss later because they use the same beef in the six dollar cheesy gordita crunch or the 50 cent taco they don't change them 
it's just right. it's still absolutely it's, it's bringing people trash. in the door and then they buy other shit like gatorade and you know like that that's yeah. a well that's where you save your money you you, you buy yeah. a large pepsi it costs them three dollars and it costs you less than a cent they actually they actually owe you you make money by buying that because it's, just, it's so cheap <laughs> yeah, it's true the water you have to pay the town to put in the fountain costs more than the Pepsi you're selling at KFC slash Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, that's the news uh, segment special sexy hour from the basement news sector of the Dylan Joe Basin podcast. Absolutely. Um, I don't have a better name for it at the moment, but if we come up with one, we'll let you know. Absolutely. So we've got some stuff coming up though, Joe. So Joe, yes, we uh, do. let's get going. Let's see where this is at. So yeah, I was gonna bring us into our segment here um, uh, about the different, well, let's put it this way. We're gonna go to one more commercial break here and then we're gonna get to our final segment, which is our our looking at other newscasts and news in general, broadcast news. Uh, Stick with us and appreciate our sponsors. We'll see you in two and two. Two and two. into the new millennium with lights and sound straight out of mission control retractable bay doors that activate the satellite launcher and it's blast off to hess stations where the shuttle is landed for 1999 energizer batteries included happy holidays from hess all right welcome back to the news at 10 this is the dylan joe basement podcast from the news broadcast podcast today we want to look at the history of news and future news and the funniest parts about news. In other words, I have in set a couple of Dylan and I's favorite type of videos, which is newscasters fucking up, which is always funny, I think. It's so funny. It's the veneer of importance and, you know, the seriousness of it. And they, they it's so scripted that, that if it ever goes sideways, it just, <clears throat> to me, it's very funny. I'm going to apologize right now for the listeners only, but I think there's enough funny audio in here that you're going to enjoy it anyways. There no, there's no strictly visual humor here, but these are some classic uh, news bloopers you wanted to show to outfits that are less professional than Dylan and I, which would never screw anything up. Ready to rock, Dylan? Ready to rock, yeah. Do it. Here's the first one here. It's uh, it's called News Anchor Dies Inside, but this is an example of what happens when you're in under the pressure zone of being in the in the news. Oh, here we go. Always share sound. Here we are. In California is taking an unusual approach to catch porn pirates red-handed. Porch pirates, yes. Oh, off, <laughs> pardon me. <laughs> porch pirates, not, not porn we, pirates. Not, oh porch my God, I'm out of here. Please just finish for me. I mean, that is about as bad as it gets. Oh, so it's mostly God. shit like that. That's great. Well, yeah, I love her teammate there immediately being like, yep, it's no big deal. It's definitely not it's that. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely not porn pirates. It's porn definitely... pirates red <laughs> Yeah, to good. catch porn pirates red-handed. Porch pirates, yes. Oh, off. <laughs> Por- <laughs> porn pirates, yeah. Uh, this yeah, is, this is one of my favorite uh, also misreadings, which is, I think it's a, it's a police officer who passed away, which makes it extra funny of how fucked up it is. Um, for the, the listeners, I think her name is Deirdre Menjado, but uh, this is how this newscaster decides to pronounce her name. 
Final goodbyes to this fallen Louisville police officer, D.D. Megadoodoo. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mangudu. <laughs> Final goodbyes to this fallen Louisville police officer, D.D. Megadoodoo. I mean, just the worst <laughs> way you could ever pronounce that. <laughs> Deirdre Menjado. It's DD Mega Doo Doo. Recently called her a DD Poo Poo Head. And it's a, uh, a police officer who's died in the line of duty. DD Mega Doo Doo. I love that one. Oh, it's not easy to read the news. I mean, this lady probably did a year straight of perfect newscasting. And then one DD Mega Doo Doo will just tank your whole career. That's funny. That's just how it goes. Here's a couple that are a little more lighthearted. Uh, here's a, a newscaster who's doing the always unenviable segment where she's going out and asking people about the weather, which is what are they going to say, really? It's, oh, yeah, the weather's cold, the oh, weather's yeah, hot. What, like, what are you even doing? You just just get out there and just say something. So he decides to interview a local youth about, uh, about the weather and the fireworks and whatever else going on. So let's hear what he has to say about that. Here's like an actual customer out here. Uh, what's, uh, what's the best kind of firework to buy? Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? <laughs> where are your parents? Kids. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like to know weather boy the kid just immediately wouldn't you like to know weather boy i love that shit just trashes him uh, yeah, that's good love that <laughs> here's the, the the last one i have besides the the number one of all time one but this is another one this is one of my favorites a little, a little more visual we'll describe it to you as it goes this is one of the same segments where it's during a blizzard oh, yeah. and they have the people come out and they go at, they ask people about what's it like in the blizzard are you, are you all you buy the bread and the milk you do all the stuff and so you'll let the, the clip speak for itself and our youtube viewers of course this is the best way to watch the podcast is visually but i can see not wanting to stick to it so we'll describe it to you after it happens but we won't step on the original uh, clip here we go Cameras. Right, exactly. We do control Lisa Balick, yes, though, we so do. we sent her out to North Portland tonight. Uh, Lisa, you were showing us that Lisa's snow piling up snow. up there in North Portland it's on, on North Mississippi. It's just hard to believe. It is incredible. In fact, I just asked and Bruce just said they've got about three inches here in North Portland right now. I caught up with Chelsea and Michael who were jogging by and were nice to just stop for a quick second. And I said, what are you doing running? And you're saying it was really good. Couple of cuties, probably in their mid to late 20s, tall, slender, athletic kind of folks, look like runners. Um, they're both in their high-vis weatherproof gear, so they're, they're ready to run, but they're out here running in, in, a, in a snowstorm, uh, but they're about to talk to her about how... How, how cool they are and how, how, cool how, how are. like, oh, you know, we're not going to let the snow stop on us. Exactly right. Dylan knows the clip. Good out? It's the perfect texture for running. Very low impact on its dry snow so your feet don't get wet. Oh, what have you seen while you've been out so running? Smart. It's been a lot of fun. There's a lot of other runners and more skiers than runners for sure. I think they've got a little bit of the advantage with yeah. the whole stride and glide thing. But yeah, it's because too they're nice on to not snow. be out here. Yeah. It's incredible, though, just to see even people still on their bicycles. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they do it with the bikes. Like That's... braking, at least we can control. You know, at worst case, we can just slide right through a stop right. sign. Right, yeah. We'll if anything okay happens to them, they can just slide. Did this surprise you, the snow? This much of it, I think. When we woke up this morning, we were definitely surprised by how much there was. We were sort of joking, but it was a nice dusting. But the reality is, is this is a, this is a real. This lady looks like Winona Ryder's little sister, who she knows. Yeah, athletics. I just love how much she knows about the snow and how about running. Yeah, I mean, these yeah. people—they obviously run daily, if not weekly. I mean, they know how to do it. They have all the gear out. It's yeah. low impact on your feet, and it's dry snow, as much snow is dry snow. <laughs>
it's the perfect dry, texture broken. for running. It's yeah, just, if anything it's actually happens, not. The perfect texture is 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 definitely drier. Yeah, no. If anything happens, you can just slide or whatever. You know, yeah, just slide through the snow, giving hood a run for its money. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, we're both California kids, so we haven't had many uh, snow days in our shocker. lives. Shocker! So pretty exciting. Shocker for the rest of the Go ahead and keep on yeah. the run. That's already your kept you knowledge on you snow. California us. kids. All right, here they go. We've seen a lot of people uh, out here, like you said, run. running, sledding, okay. just enjoying oh. it. One thing. Oops. Oh yeah, she got that can happen. Unfortunately, looks like Chelsea's okay. Running, sledding, just enjoying it. One thing. Oops. Oh man, I mean, <laughs> for the listeners, <laughs> they continue to run off into the street. The camera follows them. The Looking all cool. The and... boyfriend goes in front and still slides, but the but the woman, uh, she not only slides, she eats it hard. And you'd like to think her butt would stop to fall, but her head hits the pavement pretty fucking hard. It goes tailbone, skull, and then she grabs her back as the high visibility boyfriend turns around and he goes, ooh. You know, always just slide through it. I mean, yeah, it's nothing like showing off that a can bit happen, for the camera. Unfortunately, <laughs> looks like Chelsea's okay. You okay? Like she's okay. Yeah, okay? she actually yes. doesn't okay. really look great. It is um, the <laughs> she's she's running. Running. I do want more people up. when they're out playing tonight. Kids, adults, we've seen a lot of people out in the street doing all kinds of fun things, but the reality is that cars are having a very hard time stopping. So again, if you're outside playing around, yeah. So she goes on to say the exact thing we all know, which is don't fuck around with the snow. And I love, I forgot the aspect of the clip that they're from California and they know about low impact dry snow and this lady yeah. just eats yeah, it. Yeah, we don't get a lot of snow days. I'm like, okay, so you <laughs> definitely know everything about the snow. That's cool. Like, it's a funny enough clip if they just say, hey, we're jogging and then they slip with the, the like, like nose turned up like stuff you're like we got it we you know it's too nice not to be out here and if anything happens you just slide and they immediately eat shit and she obviously knows she's on camera so she puts a thumbs up but in reality she's just really not having fun when she just completely eats it one more time for the the viewers uh here we go kept you but i appreciate you guys talking with us all right thanks we've seen a lot of people out here like you said running sledding just enjoying it one thing, oops. <laughs> oops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oops she says Oh yeah, you gotta love it. You have to. Gotta love it. I I want to um add in one uh just anytime that um we get feedback from listeners, uh, I, I do like to read it. So just to wrap up the podcast, I want to actually put a little something out there for everybody. Um, Absolutely. About the Hess truck, and that's what started this whole thing. And I forgot to add that in there. It was very important that I added this in. Mm -hmm, please. So on on Instagram, I I put out who actually buys the Hess truck, and for starters, if you own the Hess truck, have bought the Hess truck, or more likely than not received the Hess truck as a gift from your grandfather, write in the comments. We want to know this whole deal because this is getting out of, actually getting out of control here. I've got a lot of people who wrote in. And the first one is Allison from Facebook said, read the Hess truck. Sadly, I have an answer to this. My ex bought one every year and had a collection of them dating back to the 80s. Oh my God, he's the reason where it comes back every year and he's better fucking than ever. keep. It comes back year every year better than ever for Christmas this year because people keep fucking buying them every year. I didn't know that. Wow. Um, and uh, he said, she said, she supposes in the grand scheme of collections, it's not the worst one someone could have, but it's also not the sexiest. Um, so far from it, I'd say. Yeah. So not only you're collecting model trucks, you're collecting marketing model trucks from a gas station. Yeah, exactly. Um, and she did say, and I, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Thanks for writing. Let me know. Um, I expected to get nothing. I was just putting my thoughts out there. I didn't expect anyone to write. Got a lot of answers. So 
mm-hmm. said that her it was actually it started off because her her ex-boyfriend's grandfather wrote uh, bought him one every oh, year and he, he was fucking buying him those whole goddamn bedroom license drugs <laughs> Nothing like meeting a guy and his entire walls of his adult bedroom are covered in test drugs. <laughs> yeah, like oh, hey, he's pretty cool collection, until his entire special. wall of his bedroom was test truck collection. Um, uh, Megan from uh, Instagram said uh, that um, a friend of mine from high school has over 30. He gets one every year from his parents, uh, but I think they are the only people who buy them. And she said, too many Hess trucks. I never even see Hess gas stations. <laughs> That's um, an interesting point, too. There's very few Hess stations, but very many commercials during the holiday season. Yeah, and there actually is one Hess station number 20 Marlboro, and it's a fucking dump. Um, so, um, and then I had, uh, we got another write-in on the old Instagram here from Julie. And she said... I don't know, but they're always back and better than ever. So I imagine the newest <laughs> one is like a transformer at this point. Thank you, Julie. Uh, and then Nate, Nate uh, from Instagram, you do know Nate, said, I used to get one every Christmas and would totally get a new one. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> and uh, another final one, which is pretty damn funny, um, said that, dude, this is from Colby. Um Shout out to Colby from Maine. Uh, dude, my cousin used to get them every year from my grandfather for Christmas. Tucker and I never got them. Those are his brothers. But Eli did, his other brother. So I said, wow, fuck your cousin then. That type of attention needs to be distributed equally. Not just to him <laughs> and your brother Eli. And he said, that's well said. Tucker and Eli, uh, are they, are they uh, Caucasian people? <laughs> <laughs> Colby, Tucker, and Eli are white. The yes. whitest names I've heard in the year 2022. <laughs> they are definitely white. That Thanks, is, guys. That is um, good stuff. And uh, those are everyone who wrote in about the Thanks history. for reaching we, out to the, thank the, you guys. the listeners. We appreciate that. Yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate the much. feedback as always, negative or positive. For us, it's all the same. It's just awesome. engagement. And we yeah. like that too. And I'd like to show one more clip, which might be the most famous news blooper clip. But it's not really a news blooper. It's just uh, I know exactly the one. It's just it's just great. It's so, worth everything. Let's just hear. It. Here's the full collection of this particular motif, and uh, you'll probably know it as soon as you start hearing it. It starts out by this guy who doesn't know he's on camera, and then uh, an acolyte of his who makes it his life mission. Let's go. Oh, I don't care if she's 20. Hell, I'd fuck her. You can't say you wouldn't fuck her. Maybe that's what I'll do when they find her. I'll, I'll go and fuck her. Fuck her right in her pussy. All right, well, we definitely apologize for that editing error in that story. <laughs> we are going to switch gears now to the That guy got, had to have gotten fired. It's uh, very, very unusual. The three victims were part of a CXS... Fuck her right in her pussy! Oh, my goodness. And obviously... Obviously, somebody has interfered with Laura Ingalls' live shot, grabbing her mic and running. We apologize for that the profanity, which he also uh, said on our air. It is going to be a big cleanup. It took crews longer than anticipated to find the crack in the 64-year-old pipeline. I'm standing here with Fred, who oh, says he was greatly God, impacted by the gushing of oil. Can you tell us a little more of what you saw? I sure can. I was sitting on my front porch, grabbed a beer, and fuck her right in the pussy. Back to like <laughs> he just does this and every can get in the news <laughs> fucking guy i thought you're gonna do the one with the dude who's like being super 
he's like, oh, I'll back to you. I'm saying, I'll another news, whatever. He's like, what the fucking goddamn? Oh, uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy's yeah. good. That guy's real good. Well, we'll do that guy, too. I'll do that guy in the uh, on the post-credits here. I just got to get this yeah, last one really. Nice. So you have not purchased your costume yet. What are you going to be this year? A prostitute. Okay. Uh, this gentleman here has purchased his costume. What are you going to be this year, sir? I really don't know what this is, but I've got something a whole lot scarier. Let's see it. Sure thing. Right in the pussy. Uh, <laughs> I did. Do it. I I've only seen that clip half of it. I didn't know that was the whole clip. Oh, oh man, I really, that fucking I, I, guy is a troll. I would hate that guy in real life, but I just I respect just his commitment to the dumbest joke ever, to yeah. the fact that he had to wear a Halloween mask because the news has obviously been notified. I like, do not guys the the fucking right in the pussy guy. <laughs> so, but then he's like wearing the mask and he goes, "There I go." I mean, just there it just is. Crazy. As news broadcasters that we are, as of today, um, if we were interviewing Smith Street tonight, he said, I got something a whole lot scarier, I would pause for a second and think, this guy's going to do one or two things. Pull out his dick, or <laughs> or he's going to pull out a gun. And I'm not he's sure, going to pull out some I, kind of phallic object well, that's not going to be wanted in yeah, this situation. If he's pulling off a scary mask, and I got, I don't have that, but I've got something a whole lot scarier. I'd be like, gun right. or dick. Cut, cut the footage immediately. This can't nothing. go well. Else, it's nothing, not going to be a, a Halloween happen, mask. Nothing good's going to happen here. From here on out, there is nothing good happening. I would be like, oh, yeah, you got something scary there. Let me see. Be like, nope, nothing there's no yet. way. Yeah, nothing or he's no fucking eyes. Maybe at the best case scenario, he has no fucking eyeballs. Is that <laughs> best case scenario? Oh, man. Oh, the news. All right. Well, let's get into our final segment here. We like to call Final Thoughts at 12. Excitement for 2006, the Hess Truck and Helicopter. Real working lights, whirling rotors, and a lighted landing strip. Only $21.99 at Hess stations. Energizer batteries included. Look what's landing this year. The Hess Truck's here. Happy holidays from Hess. Dylan, your final thoughts on news broadcasting. Please take it away here at 12. At 12, final thoughts on news broadcasting by veteran broadcaster Dylan Reed, R-E-I-T. I believe that news broadcasting is um, terrible when it is the movie with the guy from Seabiscuit uh, called Nightcrawler. Who, uh, goes Jake around. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. And um, he's not in Seabiscuit. You're thinking of Toby McGuire, who's another Toby. white guy who's awkward. Okay. All right. So, um that movie fucked me up. I hated that movie in every second of it, as good as it is. Um, but besides that, it's fun to report on the news, especially when there's uh, other news going on, like especially in Ukraine right now, where you guys are all wanting to hear the news about um, a giant orgy being planned if Vladimir Putin nukes them. There's a whole group of people who have a location to meet, and they're all going to meet up <laughs> and and take their clothes off and have sex. And they each have stripes in their hands. or They're going to have places. to hurry. I'd say like they have if they have three stripes it means that they do anal if they have two it means they do regular if they have one oh that's low, nice oral so everyone compare really that's really good. quickly so they don't have to coordinate those things so yeah, if they know it's no gonna time. happen everyone's no gonna go to this big giant hill 
um, outside of the city and have sex, like hundreds of thousands of people. And I, well, well, that's that's the, we know that's what you guys were thinking when I said Ukraine news. So, um, <laughs> So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, Final thoughts. I fucking love this segment. <laughs> that before. is just fantastic. <laughs> and, and I'm being told right now that, um, that, uh, that there, there's a national uh, hotline for that. If, if there's ever a uh, nuclear risk that you can sign up for this uh, newsletter, well, it'll, it'll let you know the exact address and when to show up for that. So we're, we're keeping the folks informed if we can uh, to, to live the end of days out like you live your life, which is uh, having sex casually with strangers. Yeah, in Europe, in Eastern Europe. It's be good to have a day's notice so you can book a flight and get over there as quick as you can. And just, like, yeah, well, it would be good to get in there before the kids get. Yeah, well, yeah. Definitely. Get some fall yeah. flights are getting booked now. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> the giant orgy on a hill in Ukraine before the new. It's selling out, out fast, so you got to get over there before uh, before it sells out. Yeah. Um, well, it's free. Yeah. No, it's 100% free. You just got to be there. Well, I mean, the plane tickets that are going to be flooding into the Kiev airport just to get to be part of this. Origin. What I want to know is if, so say you have a stripe that says anal on it, does it mean that you take anal or give, or like to give anal? Because I think that you have another stripe. Because it's like, what if you have the anal one and also some dupe is in your ass? You're like, oh, no, no, I, 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 I want to put in other people's ass. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's ever a time for discretion to go out the window, I mean, why At not that point, you'd be like, oh, sorry, man, it's no big deal. Just you can't, even if you're not having a fun time, you really can't live to uh, have the ptsd from that moment uh, yeah, yeah we're gonna it live through it i think the least of your worries is the dick in your butt and more the uh, radiation poisoning you're gonna have for the next one week Guaranteed before you melt the way yeah. to death um yeah so yeah. my final thoughts on news <clears throat> broadcasting is that uh it's a it's a lost art obviously the news is as popular now as it ever was but it just used to be I know I'm like an old curmudgeon, but like there's like three channels, so it's not fair. It'd be sanitized, so you wouldn't hear the real news, and they would just tell you like, "Here's the unbiased opinion." And not only that, was it unbiased, it was unbiased by law, as it still is to a degree. You're you're required to give news stories as an unbiased opinion, and if you do want to have an editorial or an opinion based piece, you are legally required by the uh, uh, whatever the governing body. The SPCA, the FAA, the XQA, the YMCA, you have to give both sides of it because it's an opinion piece. You have to give both sides. Uh, a lot of news networks have circumvented that completely by either declaring themselves an entertainment network, much like Fox News, or like uh, how CNN says, oh, we're a news network and we'll have like one person on who has a dissenting opinion and then eight hours of just propaganda straight into your face. So it's, it's really disgusting. I think people blame it on the 24-hour news cycle, being like, that's what changed news. You should be two hours with Dan Rather. That's not what did it. It's The 24-hour news cycle is on a cable. It's on the internet. Uh, people want to get news all the time. They get their news from wherever they want to. So rather than getting uh, unbiased facts, they search their little holes they want to listen to with all people who agree with them, and they feed them the information they want to hear. And we are all guilty of it, every single one of us. Some people are more guilty than others, and you can tell that by talking to them because they sound like they're completely fucking insane, and they have no idea besides one little pathway, and you can tell because they keep rambling and rambling. But even people who are a little even keeled, like I like to try to find out my information by not watching the news because I never watch the news. I find it on other sources, but even then, I am biasly seeking out sources of news that are going to be confirming my beliefs, and oftentimes, I'll look at other news sources like yesterday in preparation for this i'd like to say but i was watching 
uh, you know, Ben Shapiro footage or Steve Bannon talking to Tucker Carlson and all that happy horse shit. It's, it's, it's nice to see the other side of things every once in a while. But when you're looking at the other side of things, a major news network, it's, it's very, it's less two sides of the same news story and more like two propaganda machines preaching to you. Like I, there's no news going on. It's just when they have a re- relevant event that happens, they just feed you their take on it. They don't say, here's what happened. Here's how many people died. Here's, here's the deal. They go, can you believe that X and X and so-and-so did this to this person? Like, no, no, just what happened? That's just completely gone out the window. And even local news is not immune to it now because they're mostly owned by seven major networks who own every single piece of news media in the world. So even your local news talking about uh, what happened on the fire on third street and no one had, no one died and they saved the cat. They're still owned by a major news conglomerate and they will preach out what they want to do. So local news, rough national news, even rougher and the internet full of trash and trolls, but there's one source you can trust for your news. And that's the Dylan and Joe basement podcast tonight at 12 special news network That's come right. to us for your news we'll be sure to give you guys some news every week and we hope you rely singly on us for all of your news you'll be a happier person i promise that's right yeah we've done the research and that's it uh that's it for the uh, basement news network uh edition of the dylan joe basin podcast brought to you by the rotisserie chicken guy the hess truck and uh the it's lady back who and said, it's better than ever the lady who said porn instead of porn pirates porn pirates and porn pirates brought today by the porn pirates so we love you guys i'm going to germany for a week um and we will see you after that but be expecting a commercial from the motherland of none of us we'll see you tomorrow night near joe we're not german (laughs) spreken the joy Breakfast to Deutsch tomorrow night at 12 o'clock. We'll be back with the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. We appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time. Slow fade away as I shuffle my papers. They, they only find out, oh, that's why he's rich. He doesn't fucking care about his family. <laughs> we should have thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, all time piece of shit. Whatever. Who even knows what he's destroyed our earth and all the other stuff? Yeah, don't touch my gas money. Just John Paul Getty. Yeah, Yeah. good guy. (laughs) Cool guy. Just kill my grandson. I give a shit. Kill him. I don't care. What has he ever done for me? Yeah. If they say that you're annoying and you're obituary, you are a fucking pain in the ass. That's bad. You know how many people who have died who are annoying and they never mention it? This guy was an obnoxious fucking asshole, but I bet he was a lot of fun to hang out with police have had to pry the severed head from the dog's mouth. <laughs> you know when you're and wrestling with the, with the tug of war? Even a day later, ah, the dog... Ah, ah, yeah, exactly. Let the head go. Let the head go, Rover. Bad, bad dog, bad dog. Down to my underwear, have a little towel on that fucking gets off. She pulls that shit down, man. That, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm, she's like, oh, you're married. I was like, yeah, and I am, and I'm, 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 I'm awesome. That just looks to the whole other stuff. It happens. It happens. Didn't expect it. it that's that's some wild stuff. You definitely will text me the name of that later. That's some crazy stuff. <laughs> if anyone wants to know where it is, just let me know. Final goodbyes to this fallen Louisville police officer, DD Mega Doo I'm sorry. <laughs> What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? The fuck is that? Shit! Yeah.
I'm dying in this fucking country ass fucked up town. <laughs> Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck, I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker.